0: Who are you? I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So I have a confession to make. Um, We're celebrating the Feast of the the Conversion of St. Paul. Um, But um, I was helping my wife get ready. She uh, she was traveling across the pond to London. And uh, so two days ago, she pulls out her iPhone charger out of the mothball from when we used to live in England, right? And, and we had to make sure it was the right one. It had to have the right amperage. Is this the one that will charge the iPhone 14? Or will it not charge the 11 or whatnot? And uh, here's my confession. I had to pull out my phone, take a picture of it, and then zoom in to read it. <laughs> See, those of you that are laughing know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you that have no idea what I just said, don't worry, you will turn 42 one year. So, when I turned 42, which is about five years ago, I got glasses. I just don't always wear them. And so I just sat there like, I can't read that. I can't read that charger. It's the conversion of St. Paul. Conversion means to see with. God wants us to do three things today He wants us to see in a new way, He wants us to live in a new way, and He wants us to give a to give the power to see and live in a new way. So Paul is learning how to see in a new way. Uh, This might illustrate it for you, if that glasses thing didn't kind of illustrate it for you. Here's what seeing in a new way does for you. It changes the way you look at yourself, it changes the way you look at the world, and it changes the way you look at God. So I remember this uh, English professor over... um, where I used to work as a chaplain, uh, gave this assignment out to the students. And, uh, you know, Tolkien used to teach at the same university that I was at. Uh, and he was the chair of English over there. And uh, and here's what they gave. It was a Dear John letter. You all know what a Dear John letter is, right? When someone breaks up with you. And then just wanted to show the, the importance of having a new way to see or using punctuation properly. So here's the first way of reading it with punctuation in the wrong place. And then... The same letter, but with punctuation in the right place. Dear John, I want a man who knows what love is. All about you are generous, kind, thoughtful people who are not like you. Admit to being useless and inferior. You have ruined me. For other men, I yearn. For you, I have no feelings whatsoever. When we are apart... I can be forever happy. Will you let me be yours, Gloria? Now let's try this with a slightly different punctuation. Dear John, I want a man who knows what love is all about. You are generous, kind, and thoughtful. People who are not like you admit to being useless and inferior. You have ruined me for other men. I yearn for you. I have no feelings whatsoever when we are apart. I can be forever happy. Will you let me be yours? Gloria. (laughs) See what a new way to see does? And here's what's happening with with St. Paul. So that that sets the stage for us, right? So St. Paul... As a young Jewish man who was up in the province of Cilicia, he, he was a Roman citizen of Jewish background, brought up studying the Torah, studying the word of God, loving the one true God of Israel. As a young man, he then travels south to Jerusalem, and he studies underneath Gamaliel. Gamaliel to this day is seen as one of the chief great rabbis in the Jewish tradition. He, he tells us in the book of Acts that he studied at the feet of Gamaliel. And he learned all about the Torah. He learned all about the God of Israel. He learned all about the promised Messiah. And so he hears about this group of people that say they're following a Messiah. Um, and he knows their interpretation is completely dead wrong. So wrong that he actually asked the, the, the priests and the scribes, and the interpreters of the law in Jerusalem for letters of introduction, that he might go to Damascus and persecute this newfound sect of Judaism known as Christianity. So he asked that he might go there, and, and even before he does that, part of his persecution that he's doing in Jerusalem, he's so zealous for loving and serving and following the one true God that he even partakes in martyring the first deacon of the church, Stephen. He sees them stone Stephen to death, and he partakes. It says they, they, that those that were involved in the stoning lay their cloaks at the feet of Paul as they stone Stephen. So on his way up to Damascus, as he's going there, uh, this bright light shines from heaven and blinds him. And in blinding him, he actually gets his sight back. Think about that. God gives him a new way to see himself a new way to see others, and a new way to see God. So the first thing that we see is that God gives Paul a new way to see. The second thing that we see is a new way to live. I have a friend who, uh, that I, I met when I was across the pond serving in an Anglican church, and he was from Uganda. We have quite a few Anglican churches in Uganda But he was not from the Christian tradition. In fact, he's what we would call a hafiz. If you're at all familiar with what a hafiz is, a hafiz is a particular type of imam who's actually memorized the whole Quran. Like, I mean, think about that. If you tried memorizing, like, maybe a few verses, maybe a few psalms, he'd memorize the whole Quran, And he told me this story. So my my buddy Abu Bakr told me this. He says, I was at Friday Prayers, leading the the mosque. And as I'm getting ready for prayers and I'm getting vested, I hear this voice and it says, I am Jesus, follow me. Now, here's the thing about my buddy, Abu Bakr. He's a devout Muslim following who he believes to be the one true God. And so, of course, as any rational human being that is studying their sacred scripture and says, this is what I know to be the truth, this other thing can't be the truth. It cannot be. He said, well, clearly this has to be a jinn, a genie, an evil spirit. And then he kind of gets this little whisper in his head, this thought crosses his mind from the Hadiths and from the Quran that he'd memorized, which said that when you're at prayer, no evil spirit will befall you. It's like, wait a minute. My own holy book is telling me that what I'm experiencing is not an evil spirit. So if this is Jesus, I need to figure out more about this. So what did he do? He finished morning the, the, the prayers. He went down to the local Anglican church there, went to the priest, and he said, I'd like to know more about Jesus. So do you know what the reaction of the Anglican priest was? Um, I think I know you because aren't you a member of the Muslim Brotherhood? And didn't just a few weeks ago, we see you as head of the Sharia court, I saw what you did to a woman who was caught in adultery. He pretty much did what St. Paul did to St. Stephen. He ordered it. And the Quran did say, you can stone people who are unfaithful. He presided over that. I mean, he was a modern-day Paul, if you want to think about that. And the priest is thinking to himself, oh, you want to hear more about Jesus? In his own mind, he said, I'm not going to try to do this. This is just going to cause a riot. They're going to come after me. This is clearly a trick from that guy so that all of his people will get mad at me. They'll come burn my church down. We're not doing this. The guy says, no, no, I really, I had this supernatural encounter. I want to know who Jesus is. So after he was pressured quite a while, the Anglican priest introduced him to Jesus. After he went home, he, his family found out that he, of his newfound faith in Jesus and how he'd been baptized that very Friday. Um, I remember when I saw my buddy Abu Bakr preaching, he lifted up his shirt and showed the five bullet holes from the Muslim Brotherhood that shot him because he'd tried to convert from Islam to Christianity. A new way to live a new way to approach life. That's what Abu Bakr had discovered. He discovered that the old way of doing things when he thought he was so zealous in doing all the right stuff for God was actually all the wrong stuff for God. Think about it, Paul, right? I love the true God of Israel. I'm going to do what the true God of Israel wants me to do. And that means I need to go after all these other people that aren't following God the right way. Abu Bakr did the same thing, but God changed his life. And then Abu Bakr obviously fled as a person seeking political asylum to England. That's where I met him 15 years ago, a new way to live. Because not only do you look at yourself and find a new way of looking at yourself, you find a new way of looking at other people. You start seeing everyone else as made in the image of God. So Paul, right, he, he's, he's on his way to Damascus. This blinding light blinds him, but actually gives him a new sight. As he's heading out, he, he then still goes, being blind now and led by his friends. They take him to the house of Ananias, who's a Christian man there. And Could you imagine this? What if, say, someone came to you and said, well, you know, I got a friend from ISIS. Could he stay at your house briefly? Could you, like, have him over for tea? You're chuckling, but that's what they're asking Ananias to do. And Ananias is like saying, isn't this the guy that was previously killing all of us with letters dimissory for this thing? Can we not do that? So Ananias then says this wonderfully. He says, brother Saul. He calls him brother. Brother Saul. And he prays for him. And it says that as Ananias prayed for him, it was as though scales fell from his eyes. And Paul got a new way not only to look at himself, but a new way to look at other people. That triggered in him a new way to live. In fact, so much that um, St. Paul, as we read, we, we, we read about his, his testimony in front of Agrippa. This is his second testimony in the book of Acts. He, he, we, we read about the convert, his conversion itself in Acts 9, we read about him testifying in front of Felix, and then we read him testifying in front of Agrippa. Why are all these testimonies happening? Because he's on his way to Rome, because he's actually on trial for following King Jesus and not following King Caesar. In fact, St. Paul will be martyred because he's found a new way to see the world, a new way to love the world, and a new way to love God. How do we get the power? That's the third thing that Paul tells us. How do we get the power to see ourselves differently, to see others differently, and to see God differently? Well, here's how we get the power. Paul says this. He says, all the good things I've ever done in my life, I count them as loss. He says that in the book of Philippians. In fact, you know, have you ever heard some Christians swear? (gasps) I know. Did you know that St. Paul actually swore? The only time you find a swear word in the whole Bible is actually in the book of Philippians. It says, all the righteous deeds I've ever done, all the good I've ever done is scubalon. And the NRSV says, manure or filth. But what he's saying is all the good I've ever done in my life is actually pretty, pretty bad. Like, I think some translations say "is rubbish, right? Well, rubbish sounds nice. Manure you can recycle and it feeds your crop. Paul actually says it's crap except for that's not the word he's using in Greek. (laughs) All the good I've ever done is crap compared to the goodness of God. The power that you and I get to see the world differently and to love the world differently comes from seeing God and seeing ourselves differently. And here's what Paul got. He understood this, that he is far worse than he could ever think, ask, or imagine. And he also understood that God is far worse more loving than we could ask, think, or imagine. You, you are far more loved than you could ever think. Like, did you catch that in the, the Call Life for Purity, right? Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known. So let me illustrate that for you. Let's say you were going to go have a conversation with someone, and over your head there was, there was just a little, like, 21-inch monitor showing the inside thought processes of your brain. How would your conversations go with people? Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no know, secrets are hid. Yeah, you're far worse than you think. <laughs> Even if you got Southern charm or that English doublespeak, right? You're worse than you think you are. And you're far more loved than you think you are. Who are you? I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. How hard it is for you to kick against the goads. Jesus look, I know you killed Stephen. I know that you're about to go to Damascus and try to do the same thing. And I still love you. And I'd like you to change. that's a kind of love that will empower you to change. That's real change. That's something that you're not just going to try to force on the outside by giving something up or taking something on. It's something organic that's just going to happen inside you. God will give you the power, a new way to see, and a new way to live. So, Father, we thank you that on this feast of the conversion of St. Paul, you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, are giving us a new way to see ourselves, a new way to see others, a new way to see you, a new way to live, and the power to do that. And we thank you that this is all possible because of the death, burial, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.